Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Hey guys, thanks for listening today. We're your host, Daniel Bonnie Hoover. Hey, we hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great week or planning to have a great week whenever you're listening to this. Yeah, we are, at the time uh, this airs, we will be, we're planning to start back school a week from this air date. Mm -hmm. And uh, fingers crossed, um, things are changing rapidly in the counties around us. So far, several counties have gone to online school only, um, distance, and we're still, right now, as of recording date, we're still supposed to be starting school on august 3rd as of right now as of right now so our fingers are crossed and uh hey wait you listen you hear that oh yeah it's cricket it's crickets we are uh we're out on the back porch it's almost dark the crickets are there yeah doing their thing frogs will join in so if you hear things that's what it is hey we've never recorded um after dark (laughs) (laughs) it's much cooler out here (laughs) it is so we are um, five months in now to this crazy um, 2020 quarantine crisis, aren't uh, glad, COVID. Aren't you glad people didn't tell you, like in January, what was coming up? Oh, gosh. We were freaked out. I mean, you I think it's, so. it's crazy. I think so. Five I mean, months. But I think we're all starting to adjust to what's looking like a new normal. I mean... I was out this week. Everyone's wearing face masks. Um, they're no longer just optional in some stores. They're actually required, which is, man, it's crazy. There's a massive face it's, mask debate going on. Yep. And, you know, I saw a sign saying well, no, a, ca- no Michael, cash. Michael Jackson was on something. He was <laughs> way ahead of his time. He wore a face mask. I know, but. That wasn't me. I just meant. <laughs> You think he saw into the future? He did. I'm telling you, he was way ahead of his time, musically and in the face mask game. So, well, and okay, so there's the face mask thing, and then, like I just said, we, I've, I've seen some signs in stores saying that they don't accept cash because they can't make change. Apparently, apparently, so many stores have been shut down, so the cash isn't into the system, Mm -hmm. and. And a lot of different things. It's it's crazy. There's conspiracy theories out there. Oh, I'm man. not going to doubt some of them, but yeah, it's crazy. It is. So how how are you? <sighs> We've talked about it, so I'm asking you yeah. that question for podcasting. You know, um, I, I'm 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 not okay. <laughs> okay, just by your <laughs> hesitation, I think we understand where I'm you o- are. I'm okay some days, and I'm not okay some days. Um, it. it the dynamic around our home has changed dramatically over the last several months. And yep. um, so the, our big question right now is, are the kids going back to school? And So all the counties around us, for the most part, have gone to homeschool mm-hmm. only, online teaching only. Our county's hanging in, and we're just and wondering that's, if we're it's just to go. okay. I need, I've, and every mom I'm talking to is like, I need my kids to go back to school. My kids need to go back to school for your sake, even if it's just like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there, there are a lot of mamas and daddies scrambling right now to to find a plan for how to how to figure out life right now, and because you know there's just no end in sight for this thing. I mean, yeah. back when we started in March, we were thinking, okay, well maybe. It'll be, things will change when May gets here and school gets out and they can regroup. And then they're like, okay, maybe everything will be back together by the time school starts. 
And now we're going, is it ever going to be back to normal? Yeah, it's like this wave of this anticipation of, oh, we're going to get to do this. We're going to get to do this. We thought our church was opening this week. Oh, no, it's it's going to be in September now. Yeah. And it's just constant disappointment. Our kids. They've uh, been good so far. Well, they really my, have. Yeah. You know, for the most part, they did better, I think, than we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, listen, our kids are in elementary school. So when your kids are in elementary school, most of their socialization comes from their family. You guys that have kids that are in middle school or high school, listen, heaven help you. I'm so sorry. Mm. Um, but for the most part, our kids have done really well until yesterday. Yesterday. Something major happened yesterday, and they just lost it. We we have eased back into the world a little bit playing baseball. Our yep. son plays on a little team, and um, they've been practicing some. And we played one weekend tournament a few weeks back, and we were scheduled this past weekend to play another one. And we were getting ready to leave Saturday yesterday morning, and we get the call that someone on the team had been – has a family member that was exposed to people. Some, to someone. Two different people have been exposed to someone with COVID-19. And so everybody, <sighs> we canceled it. Yep. Not the whole tournament, just our team. Yeah. And um, and that's when it hit <sighs> our kids. Colby just went to his room and cried for, I don't know, an hour. Said I'm not coming out ever. And then Josie was so upset because Josie has sisters that are on the team, or the, whose brothers are on the team. They're ball best buddies. So it's baseball is as good for her as it is for Colby. It's like a weekend play date for her. Yeah, and Josie was making chan- plans to try to attack China. She was so mad at China. <laughs> said, I blame China for this. I'm not buying anything else from China. She was, it was so funny. Um, but yesterday was their breaking point. It was. And um, – and that was the first time it really, really hit them, this COVID. So, listen, that's a good track record. Five months, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, and people, I think people are starting to lose it. I think when we thought, okay, we'll get through to May. Okay, we'll get through to August. But when there's no end in sight, it's. I think people are starting to unravel a little bit. And yeah. we're having crazy, people asking us questions. I mean, like, what does this mean? I mean, I mean, is this like the end of the world? Is this ever going to get back to normal? I mean, is well, when we first, when this first happened, not when this first happened, like the first quarantine in the spring and early summer, I wasn't getting any counseling intake forms, and mm-hmm. um, and I was like, this is really strange. I thought I'd get a ton mm-hmm. during this. Well, listen, they're rolling in now yeah. for what we didn't get then. And it's just carrying on so long, and like we said, people going through the the loss of the antici- you know the anticipation. It, things are going to open them back mm-hmm. up, and then they don't. And um, and so now people are really so. Mike, th- the scary thing is, is what toll is this going to take on people's mental health? Yeah. As this you know lingers on. Yeah, that's what we're all talking about. All these mamas are yeah. talking about mental health, and and our kids, and what you know yeah. they need to go back to school. They need their friends and. So, so we have been getting a lot of, you know, with it being such crazy days, people are asking us like, is this the end of the world? Is this like, does this mean like the end of time, the end of things are, I mean, is this like going to, seriously, is Jesus coming back soon? Because it is a crazy world and there is a lot happening, not just in the United States. I mean, if you look on the news, which listen, don't watch, don't watch much of it, but whether you listen to, whether you watch CNN or Fox News and typically that's a political slant, whichever way you lean um, you're only going to see things that's happening here in this country. Mm-hmm. You're only seeing COVID here. You're only seeing race relations here. You're only seeing police stuff here. And you're political. only seeing political because mm-hmm. of the election coming up. But what you're not seeing is what's happening through the rest of the world 
because of COVID and other things, mm-hmm. financial stuff, co- countries that are that are partnering with other countries and aligning, and it's crazy mm-hmm. what's happening in the rest of the world, and it does line up with what Scripture tells about with the second coming of Christ. Yeah. And so we recorded a whole podcast, and it's about an hour-long podcast, and um, I'm not going to lie, in a week's time, I went back and listened to it four or five times. Just yeah. to, one to make sure is this something we want to release? Yeah. Is this? And I'll tell you what, we're going to tease it. It's it's called Is This the End? Or the end of the world as we know it. The end of the world as we know. It. I totally don't know the name of it. I listened <laughs> well, to it five times. I well, and here's it. the thing. So we were back and forth about it because we we're like, this is crazy stuff. This is like, are people going to want to listen to this? Are they not going to? Wa- what does it have to do with marriage? But so it's going to be released sometime later this week, and it's just a bonus one. It's it. At the end, we do talk a little bit about how this relates to your marriage. Because it does. But we answer a lot of questions about is COVID nineteen and is uh, is that in the Bible and is what about um the all the riots and the things going on in our country right now is does that mean that it's the end of the world? We answer some of those questions based on our understanding of, of scripture. A scripture and study with yep. um, the rapture, the end times, um, Jesus return. The Antichrist, there's a lot we talk about on that, and we weren't sure we wanted to release it into this, um, we weren't sure. Into our normal episode routine. So what we did was, it's going to be released in the next couple of days. So if you're listening to this in sequence, just wait a few days and it'll be out. And then also along with it, we're going to upload a um, a PDF book with all the scripture, all the stuff. So if you just kind of, if it's kind of a lot for you to intake, you can download that and read through that yep. and do some Bible studies off of that or what have you. And so um, if you're not listening to this in sequence, well, then it's probably the next podcast yep. in your podcast player. But today we do want to talk about something. Um, you know, when, when COVID first came out, you saw a ton of uh, resources out. What do you do? How do you cope? Mental health, mental awareness, all that kind of stuff. And that stuff that was great then, and but you're not seeing much of it anymore. Mm-hmm. But man, now we're hitting this second wave. Yeah. Oh goodness, we need we need something. Yeah. So today we want to talk about how do you persevere and set a reboot button on your yeah. life, your work, your spouse, your kids when 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 life won't allow it. How do you hang in there with some healthy coping skills? That's what we're going to talk about today. All right, this is our segment, Call a Kid. It's where we call a kid and we ask them questions about marriage because they know everything anyway. We're calling four-and-a-half-year-old Andy. Here we go. Hello? Is this Andy? Yes. Hey, Andy, this is Miss Bonnie. You're on the Marriage Adventure Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Good. Well, we needed to have some questions answered about marriage, and we thought that you were smart and you could answer them for us. You want to answer some questions? Yes, please. Okay. Let me ask you this. When you grow up, do you think you want to get married? Yes, ma'am. Well, how old do you think you should be when you get married? Like 25. 25. That's a good age. Yeah. Good answer, Andy. Well, when you're married, where is a fancy restaurant you want your husband to take you to? McDonald's. Yes, McDonald's. Awesome. Yes. One more. What would be the best thing about being married? Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hey, do you, have you already picked out someone that you want to marry? No. No? Good, because you're not 25 yet. <laughs> you have a good day, okay, Andy? Thanks so much for answering our questions. You're welcome. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye. Well, today we're talking about how we get through a season of life when we just feel like we might lose it, when things are crazy and we don't see any end in sight, and how we kind of move through that. Yeah, so we're not yellers, okay? No. We, um, with each other, with our kids, I mean, we get aggravated, we get frustrated. Typically, we we don't yell. Um, Mm -hmm. But in this new normal, it's done something crazy in our brains. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a break from each other, but more specifically, our kids. (laughs) And and I should probably say, our kids don't have a break from us, which is probably worse. And so our rules work great when they're at school for six hours a day, and and they have a chance to miss us. And we have a chance to miss them. That's right. And uh, it, so we so we've said before we we never really planned to homeschool. We never wanted to homeschool, and this is confirmed even more. We don't really want to homeschool. Um, and my main reason is I want to be for them at the end of the day that soft place to land. When I pick them up in Carline, I want to be able to hear all about their day. And if they had a bad day, I want to be able to make it better. The problem is right now I'm the reason for their bad day, <laughs> and yeah. and I don't like that. It's just changed the dynamic at the relationship that we've kind of. This always been great for us, and me just kind of being an encourager and yeah. and those things. And I've kind of had to be tough and and stay on them so much with them being home. And so, well, yeah. And last week we had a major meltdown, <sighs> not just once, but it felt like it was all week. It was several days in a row. Yeah. And um, and it was warranted. Our family, you know, the dynamic has evolved and changed over the past several months. Um, but I mean, we knew that it had gotten bad when Colby just. Just put his head in his hands and said, "I feel like we're the be- we're the worst kids in the world." <laughs> and I was like, oh, "No, I'm just the worst dad in the yeah, world." I'm the worst you know? mom, yeah. But it was hard because we're in things are at a boiling point, and they're they're things that we've let go and let go because we didn't want to have those. You know, mean man, those crickets are loud. They're awesome. It's awesome back <laughs> but, but we didn't want to hear, you know, be that mean mom. And I've just, I've tried to be relaxed with them and let them have some space. Cause I know this is difficult to not be able to go anywhere as much as we used to in the summers and um, get out and do things. So I've tried to give them some leniency, but they're real, they had really just let it, they were running over me with it. Yeah. And it was, I'd given them a lot of rope and they were hanging me with it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that daddy had to step in. We had to have him come to Jesus. But, um, so if you guys could please email us and help us with our situation. <laughs> so this is not coping skills for you. We're asking you to send <laughs> us, us in coping, coping skills. skills. No, seriously. I mean, and marriages that we're hearing are just fragile right now because of all of this is similar. Yeah. I mean, the dynamic. And so, um, so we want to talk about today some, um, some healthy coping skills. But first of all, I mean, there's some very unhealthy coping skills. And I'm sure you probably recognize some of them. Like for us, it's like we're, we've got some unhealthy things we're doing. I mean, I think we've been overeating some and eating more junk than we normally do. And it's kind of like a long snow day. It is. Like those, yeah. the, when we have snow days, we kind of make desserts and we mm-hmm. cook more and we do the unhealthy things just kind of for comfort food. And listen, if Jesus is coming back, I don't want to miss out <laughs> on the ice cream. I only okay. have so much time. But, uh, <laughs> That maybe you're binge watching too much TV, going down the YouTube rabbit holes. Yeah, 
that happens. And then if you want to get more serious into some unhealthy coping skills, maybe it's alcohol or even drugs or or some people even over exercise over exercise is an is an yeah. unhealthy yeah. coping skill or not exercising at all taking it yeah there's extremes the way people han- handle things and it sometimes we we take things out on the people closest to us and that's our way to cope we just unleash everything on them or maybe the opposite is true and we emotionally withdraw from the people that are closest to us and maybe we're unleashing on on social media i don't know but yeah. those are unhealthy things but we want to just take a minute and let's go to the source of where we find our all spiritual wisdom. health and all wisdom. And um, Daniel, you, you just shared this with me this week, just a passage that really ministered to you, and we thought that we would share it. Yeah, so last week we had the whole meltdown with the family, a couple of nights with the kids. We just felt like we were getting on to them and getting on to them and getting on to them. And, and honestly, it was probably more us than it even was them who knows mm-hmm. and just the situation and then thursday i read this passage of scripture in my bible study and it's just like well thank you lord for that word mm-hmm. you know it was so good and we wanted we, we identified in this passage of scripture man a lot of great coping skills and so if you have your bibles if you have a bible app or something uh man look this up or write this down it's colossians 4 two through six. I think it's going to be in the show notes as well if you want to find those. But Paul's writing in prison and he wrote this letter to the church of Colossae. And so basically he's in quarantine. <laughs> he's, he's like us, except he has no TV and air conditioning. No. And he has a good, big guy named Brutus sitting next to him. Yeah. So, um, so here's, here's what this passage says. And Paul's writing this as an encouragement um, to the church at Colossae, and he says this, and this is wrapping up the letter. So this is at the end of that book of Colossians, and he says this. He says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us too, because <laughs> remember we're in jail, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Then he says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time, and let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And then, and if you drop down another verse, it says this. It says, uh, Tychicus, I think that's how you pronounce that name. We're just going to call him Ty. So Ty will tell you all about my activities. He's a, he's a beloved brother. He's a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord. And I've sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, there's another guy, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who was one of you. And they'll, they'll tell you everything that has taken place here in prison. And as you read that passage, Paul basically lays out several, several coping skills on how you cope with a bad situation. And I think we can agree Paul was in a bad situation. Yeah, man, he was, he was in prison for preaching the gospel. That's why he was there. We're not we're not like in prison where we can't even leave the house, but um, he was there. And here's what he starts with saying, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. And, and what, 
a good word for us to be able to cope with this. Continue praying and be thankful. I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes the last thing we want to do when we're in a bad situation is pray. Because we're kind of mad at God that, okay, things aren't going my way. This is not the way I had scripted this summer at all. This is not the way I had scripted this year. Let's just roll over to a new year or wind the clock back. And yeah. people are kind of mad at God. So they're like, the last thing you want to do is to be pr- to be prayerful and thankful. It just seems so um, counterintuitive for us as, as humans. But, I mean, we all know how to pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do it every day, maybe not to God, but when we worry, we're basically praying to ourselves. We're going over and over and over something in our head, trying to solve the problem, but we we don't know how to solve it. Yeah, it, it's funny. I re- I was reading earlier, and it was on a it wasn't a Christian source. I think it was actually a secular magazine, and um, and they said that one effective coping skill is schedule out worry time, hmm. and schedule like fifteen minutes a day where you can worry. And listen, if that's something you want to do then fine basically they're saying i think their heart behind it was you need to segment it so it doesn't take over mm-hmm. your day you're going to do it anyway yeah. so just give yourself like 15 minutes and go and maybe if that for you is cathartic it's kind of like crying or it's kind of releasing an emotion then that's fine and you can do that but however i'm going to say it we know how to worry and really we say that worry is saying prayers to ourselves. Mm-hmm. However, if you just simply interject the name of Jesus into that worry, well, then it becomes a prayer. Mm-hmm. And now you're talking to him about it. And it's a whole lot more productive to take mm-hmm. something you're concerned about to the creator of the world who made the mountains and fashioned the, the trees and everything mm-hmm. than you just rolling around in your head. So maybe you make specific prayer time for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that you're going to come out a lot better. Um, but then thankfulness. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. How mm-hmm. can thankfulness help? Well, man, when we start counting our blessings and start thanking God, being thankful in our heart for what we do have, it, it really helps us gain some perspective. Yeah. Because I remember when this whole thing started, we had to cancel a trip we had been planning for a whole year. We canceled this summer vacation coming up. It was up. a five-week trip across, yeah. you know, kind of across the United States yep. and back. And I'm sure we've mentioned it before, and we hadn't sulked about it at all. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but in that when during that time, we just started realizing, okay, yeah, we gave up a vacation, but God, thank you that we still have a job. Right. Thank you that we can eat. Thank you that our, that we're healthy. Thank you that we have a home with air conditioner. Thank you that it, the more you're thankful, the more it puts into perspective yeah. what the situation really is. We we still have so much to be thankful for, and it changes our hearts. When we can, and that trip was something that we've been planning, like like Bonnie said, for about a year. I mean, we went, we forewent a lot of. Is that how you say it? Forego. We forewent, foregone. Yeah. A lot of family stuff mm-hmm. because of that. We didn't go on trips. Matter of fact, we have a. Um, a, a thing, a jar on our entertainment center that when we say no to something that costs money, we put that money in that jar to save jar for our trip. So it was a whole family thing. And then when we had to cancel it, to, to be honest with you, I'm sold for a minute. And then honestly, I felt so convicted because it's like, you know what, man, people have got it way worse. Uh, we are really blessed. And counting our blessings really did help. Um, 
Uh, sorry, I muted your mic because you oh, were sorry. messing with the dog. <laughs> so um, it really did. We were um, growing up. I, this is an old hymn we used to sing in church. It was count your blessings. Yeah. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Count your, and it's just it was kind of a sing-songy little mm-hmm. hymn. But there's a lot of truth to it. Mm-hmm. And so I tell you a lot of time, one good, uh, what I'll do in counseling sessions with people, and this is a really good coping skill, is to make a thankful list. And, uh, and man, when you're getting in those times or maybe that over breakfast, when you're sitting eating breakfast in the morning, you got a couple of minutes to yourself, grab some paper, grab a pad and just begin to write out things mm-hmm. that you're thankful for. And pretty soon you'll think, oh, there's five things. And then as you just get down into the details, you'll see soon that there's a ton. Mm-hmm. So Paul says, continue praying and being thankful. And let's, let's keep going in that, um, in that. Well, this next one is a little bit harder to do because I, I, I think it's almost, we feel like we might be admitting defeat, but accept that this is the new norm. That, that's anti what we've heard for months. Yeah. This is just a season. We're going to yeah. be out of it. One day our kids are going to look back on this and we're yeah. going to, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired of saying that. Mm-hmm. I really, it's really difficult at this part of the game to see this isn't going to last forever for at least and, a good long and, time yeah and like we said earlier i think one of the toughest things is the anticipation of oh church is going to open up oh school's going to open up oh this is going to open up and then they close again mm-hmm. it's and a roller coaster it's a roller coaster of emotions and so you never are able to settle into mm-hmm. any anything yeah and um and that's why we say i think a good idea here would just be accept that what we're in is what we're going to be in for a long time. Yeah. And there, because there really is no light at the end of the tunnel until there's a vaccine or until there's something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be here. So I think it's time as much as I hate to say this, we just have to settle in. Well, it's it's kind of like that. Um, a while back, the older I get, the, the longer my arm has to get. You know, yeah. I mean, as far as reading goes, yeah, yeah. it's that I feel like I can't see anything that the, and I'm having to, you know, like I can't see, I can't see. And, and it's frustrating. And when I don't have my glasses on, I just can't see anything. Then this miraculous thing happened when I went and got my eyes checked and they gave me a prescription for glasses. <laughs> it took a few days, but I put those glasses on and I began to see clearly again. Yeah. And I think it's. How kind, hard was it? To say, I'm just going to have to wear glasses all the time. Oh, I never wear them anymore. I mean, I still, I wear them when I need them. Yeah. But it's still that there's so much in me that's like, oh, do I really have to wear glasses? And then I can't see anything. And I'm sitting down to eat dinner. I'm like, what, what is this I'm eating? Yeah. <laughs> and, but no, it's that, all right, it's time to realize we got to, we got to, I got to bring everything back in focus again. Yeah. So I need to put yeah. the glasses on and view it through the right lens saying, okay. Things are different, but let me just settle in with that. Let me adjust to what that looks like, and then let me get focused. Let me just, and I think Paul had to do that. He's like, okay, I'm in prison, yeah, but this is where I am. This is my circumstance now, and all right, let's do what we got to do. I still have a, yeah, still have a mission there, which I think that leads us to our next thing. Paul said, pray that God may open a, up a door for the word, for the, the good news of Jesus and his salvation. He said, to declare the mystery of Christ. And he says this, on account of which I'm in prison, 
So Paul said that. He said, I'm in prison to share the good news. Mm -hmm. And Paul did not uh, steal anything. I'm in in there because I shared the good news, and now I'm in here so I can share the good news. He broke the law or he broke their code, whatever it was, and he shared the good news of Christ. And that's why he's in prison. But he, like he said, he is in prison to share the good news. Mm -hmm. And so I think another good coping skill, part of that first one uh, or that second one there is understand your mission even though we're in this, and even though we're in this or the long haul, your mission has not changed, even though the, though the audience and the setting has changed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and maybe the setting is just your kids. Yeah. Maybe the setting is your neighbors around mm-hmm. you that need to know about Jesus. Maybe the se- you, who knows? Your setting is this. Your setting is whomever you're around yeah. at that moment. That's, that's who we're to share the good news with. But having a mission like that, knowing I'm still, okay, this is what it is. It is what it is. But having a mission and a purpose, it gives us something to push toward. And it gives us something to have hope for, knowing there's a reason for all of it. And even if I don't like it, there's a reason. So, so the next thing that we want to talk about, based out of this passage that I think is really in, in kind of a, a word to us, is... Be careful how and to whom you vent. Yeah. yeah how Paul, you vent and to whom you vent. He goes on in verse 5, and he says, so, so walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the, the best use of time. And let's just take that before we go on to verse 6. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders. So in other words, he's saying you, you really need to think before you speak. Mm-hmm. You need to think before you say something to these people who don't know Christ, mm-hmm. to the outsiders, yeah. and uh, making the best use of the time. Because here's the thing, you may only be around them for a short season. You don't know, but make best use of that time, even if you're in it. And then verse 60 says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So mm-hmm. that is how you relate to people, both of those verses. Walk in wisdom towards them. And then always let your speech be great, gracious and seasoned mm. with salt. Yeah, I think that speaks to a couple of things. One is if you're going to vent about it, well, I think we all need to. But if, you, if you're going to vent, vent to somebody who can encourage you with the truth. Yeah. You yeah. know, be careful who you're talking to. Um, and you don't want to be discouraging to someone who's already in a pit. No. So be careful who you're talking to. And you also, I mean, you don't want to be that. Everything's always good. Everything's no. always rosy. Be real. I think you know. I don't mm-hmm. think people people know you're mm-hmm. you're faking it, or even if you're not faking it, man, they just can't connect with you because that ain't reality. Mm-mm. So I mean, I think you can be real and you can be honest without being someone who just sucks life out of people. Yeah, absolutely. Well. But you also need to make sure that you're going to people if you're going to vent to people that can encourage you. Mm-hmm. That you're not just constantly you know, okay let's just jump in this hole together yeah yeah where do you think the uh the biggest place people vent is well i think right now i'm seeing it a lot on social media if i'm honest yeah yeah um I, i'd like to say it's to our closest friends but I, I don't know i think it's our closest thousand yeah on social media and i think we put our views out there sometimes i don't know whether it's just people reach this point you you're so frustrated you just gotta get it it's like let me just pop the lid i gotta get it out and they just put stuff on social media 
without thinking sometimes. And, and everything's so political yep. in this, and it's so easy to just jump on a side. And, and listen, we all have our thoughts. We all have our opinions on that. We all probably have a side, and even if it's in the middle, middle is a side. <laughs> you know, middle is a stance. But you got to be careful what you say on social media. Why? Because Paul said, walk in wisdom towards outsiders. And putting out stuff on social media in a passive-aggressive way, which, let's be honest, that's the only mm -hmm. way to put it out there, we've got to realize that we've got a bigger priority as mm -hmm. Christians, and especially as Christian married couples. And that priority is, what? Sharing the good mm -hmm. news of Jesus Christ. And if I just put something out there without thinking, man, I'm never going to get that voice back with that person yeah. again. And I, I had a friend this week who put something out on social media, and it's not his heart. It's not who he is. I knew as soon as I saw it, he he was, was going to regret that because mm. it wasn't it wasn't in congruence with who he is. And he had he had several people mm -hmm. give him a backlash, and he was very apologetic. He said, "Guys, I'm sorry. I should have thought." And um, you know, yeah. and, and, and so well that goes back to let your speech always be gracious, and I think we've got to be. I was thinking the other day, none. we're just not grace, gracious, meaning full of grace towards people. We don't have grace with anybody, or I don't feel like people are having grace with each other about anything. If you think, you know, whether it's the mask issue or sending your kids back to school or anything to do with, with racial tensions, it doesn't matter what your stance is. Either way, you've got to be careful and have grace on people. You don't know where people are coming from. Yeah. People wearing masks they've got a reason they're wearing a mask. People that are not wearing a mask, they've got a good reason on their side why they're not wearing it. All of these things, we've all got our own backgrounds. We've all got our own issues. We've got our, our own reasons. But, I mean, the other day, some I mean, I, I had something happen in, in the car when I was kind of in traffic, and I almost got pinned into a situation. It was like I pulled, I started to pull out in the road, to come out of a parking lot and someone came flying around the corner so I couldn't go all go any further in the in the um, road but the person behind me was had blocked me in so I couldn't back up and people all around me are honking their horn at me and I'm like I, I was trying to just be safe and not kill my kids when this yeah. car came around but the guy behind me having no grace on me and that's the way it is these days there's no grace for people well, when you get in the car, you're not supposed to. I mean, that's <laughs> the one place you can just be, you know. You don't know anybody, and no. you just, you know, shoot them a bird or cuss them out. Right. It's, it's all Apparently. Okay, right? Apparently. And so there's no grace no. Um, for people in situations anymore. And that's hard. And, and Paul is saying, let your speech be gracious yeah. always. And so when we put something out on social media or when we're talking to our friends, we've got to allow ourselves to... Only speak things that are going to be gracious and build them up. Mm -hmm. So we want to we want to recap real quick. So number one, continue praying and be thankful. Two, accept this is the new norm that might help level you out some. Be careful who and to whom and how you vent. Four, realize what Here's you're doing four. is mm -hmm. still significant. Yep. Realize what you're doing is still significant. It may not be. Uh, the plans you've always had it's a it's a reorder of expectations is mm -hmm. what it is and we have to do it but paul says this in verse 7 8 and 9 and gosh i love this i think this is one of my favorite parts about this this story this passage he says so i'm in prison i've written this letter all this kind of stuff do this stuff and then he says tychicus will i think that's how you pronounce ty remember 
Ty will tell you all about my activities. <laughs> the dude's in prison. What kind of activities he got going on? And uh, was he playing out in the out in the gin pop yard? You know, he's a beloved brother and a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord. I've sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. <laughs> yeah. That's just funny to me. And with him is Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. And they will tell you of everything that's taken place. I love that. And you think about this. So he gives this letter to Ty to take to the church, mm-hmm. to take to these people. And, and Ty had no idea what he was doing. So he wakes up one morning and Paul says, hey, I need you to take this to the church of Colossae, these people. And here's a little map. Here's how you get here. Here's where they're meeting. I'm going to call them, text them ahead, let them know you're yeah, coming. I text. And, and so Ty walks there. Maybe he had a donkey. I don't know. And he just thinks what he's doing is so insignificant, probably. I'm just a mail carrier. Mm-hmm. Little did he know, 2,000 years later, two goofballs would be reading this on a podcast <laughs> where millions of people are yeah, listening. Yeah, millions. <laughs> our moms. Our moms are listening. And, and Josie. And, and, and our daughter. And he had no idea, though, that this letter was going to go out and be put with the Holy Bible, God's yeah. sacred word, Holy Scriptures, mm. and and millions of people would come to faith and knowledge in Christ. And he had a piece to play in that. Just doing He the was small just thing. a letter carrier. Mm-hmm. And so here's our, our fourth thing. You've got to realize that what you're doing is still significant. It goes back to what we said, realizing you've got a bigger mission there. Yeah, it wasn't in your plan. It wasn't in your purpose. It's not how you saw 2020 or 2021 going, but God did. Mm-hmm. And, and what you're doing has great, great worth. Mm-hmm. And please hang on to that. Yeah, I know we feel kind of, and that's hard as a, as a stay-at-home mom when already before this we feel like, you know, the laundry and the little insignificant things are, are insignificant. But it's the longer it goes on and there aren't really any outside activities as moms, I know we can feel like, man, man, this is just really insignificant what I'm doing. And then I'm not a, I'm not a trained school teacher, but I'm having to teach my children. And then you've got moms who on top of that are also working full time at home, being a school teacher, being a stay at home mom and being, you know, an employee all at the same time. And, and you can feel so insignificant. Does anybody see me? My kids don't see me. Maybe my boss doesn't see me. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. So just realize what you're doing is significant. That's right. There's a purpose in it. And here's the last thing. You know, we all feel a little bit like we might be going in holes right now that we're, that we're just drained. We've, we're barely hanging on. Just don't go in it, in that hole alone. Take someone with you. Um, I love that it says this when he's talking about our brother Ty here. He says, Ty will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he goes on and he talks about um, Onesimus. And he also says that about him, that he is a a faithful brother in the Lord. And he, he says, our faithful and beloved brother. Guys, we've got to have those faithful and beloved brothers in our life that Mm -hmm. are, that are when we're in prison 
they're visiting us and they're bringing us, you know, they're helping, helping us sustain us. And maybe they're in prison with you, then they're having just as hard a time, but we're in it together. Yeah, these are the people that, listen, if you if you guys need a, a date night, then they keep your kids one night, and then you keep their kids the next night, and they go out. Yeah. These are the people that you're not dumping on as far as breathing, taking life and breath out of them, mm-hmm. but you just let them know, man, I'm struggling. Can we pray together? Mm-hmm. These are the people you do life with. These are the people that you let into your inner circle. Yeah. These are the people that you just text and say, hey, man, pray for me today. Yep. But the person you pick up the phone and call and say, hey, is your, are you as frustrated as I am today? Let's let's pray through this together. Let's get yeah. through it. And and I'll say this. Um, I, f- I feel like, and I'll, I'll say, Daniel, that person, one of those people that's the that is my my faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord and brother in Christ is you and you and I are doing this together and husbands and wives guys you've got to partner with each other like you never have before and lean into each other Mm -hmm. we don't need to be having these petty things that between us and I, I get it there's no way to get away from each other right now but we've got to learn how to lean into and encourage each other during this time like never before um, I love this passage in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. that says, two are better than one because they have a good re- reward for their toil. But if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him if, who is all alone when he falls and, and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will with, withstand him. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Yeah, that's good. You know, when we're talking about healthy coping skills, you're probably hearing some of these and you're like, yeah, I've heard that before. I've tried that before. I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's no magic pill to move us out of the season. Mm-mm. There's no magic coping pill. And and heaven forbid you try to take one yeah. <laughs> and think that yeah. there is. Um, and so the magic pill is doing the right thing consistently. And I know that's tough. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... There's no other way than the right, the right way. There's only one right way. And that's the good news and the bad news of this is there is a way to cope through it. The way to cope through it is to do the things that mm-hmm. we've talked about today. And those are hard. They're not easy. But you know what? If you fall tomorrow, get back up tomorrow. I mean, yeah. if you fall today, get back up tomorrow and try again. Yeah. And just put one foot in front of the other. And here's this. Have grace on yourself. Yeah. Have grace on your spouse. And we probably say that a ton. But it's it's oil that lubricates the engine of your marriage mm-hmm. is grace. And you yeah. need to have that on each other. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us today for this podcast. And we hope you will tune in again next week. And don't forget to subscribe and just enjoy your week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.